The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I have a big confession to make, and it's not the first time, Lauren. I'm sorry that I've done this. I steal our children's food, hmm. and I eat it. And one of my favorite things to steal is the That's It fruit bar. Listen, these things are so damn good. Two ingredients, nothing else. When I get hungry, when I get hypoglycemic, and I go into that pantry, and I'm thinking, okay, I need to eat something healthy, but I don't want to overdo it, I grab a That's It bar. And I know they're for Zaza. And I know that's why he got them and she loves them, but I love them too. And I take them. He steals them from my purse. <laughs> he steals them from my diaper bag. He steals them from the stroller. Towns is going to love them too. Zaza's hungry sometimes and crying, but if I'm hungry, I need to take care of Numero Uno, right? So I sometimes take hers too. Yeah. We've gotten in so many fights because he's been hungry, but now the That's It mini fruit bars save me from fights. They save me from divorce. Here's the thing. All joking aside, you want to feed your children healthy foods, or at least I think everybody does, which is why I like this product so much. It's only two ingredients, right? It's all real fruit. Most of these fruit snacks that you see in the grocery stores that people give their kids, they have all these kind of nasty chemicals and additives and all these things that you really don't need. These products aren't made from juices or concentrates. They don't even have any added sugars. It's literally that's it. It's that's it, just fruit, which is why these things are incredible to have in the pantry. Also, we've talked about the apple crunches. Literally everything they have is incredible. Trust us, you won't be sorry. If you want to try these fruit snacks for yourself, That's It is giving TSC listeners an exclusive discount. Just go to that'sitfruit.com and use code SKINNY to get 25% off your order. That's It is giving TSC listeners an exclusive discount. Just go to that'sitfruit.com and use code SKINNY to get 25% off your order. Code SKINNY. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. To love someone, it's a risk. Like, you don't know if you're going to be together forever. What the hell does that mean? Someone might meet somebody. Someone might die. It's like, it just is. And so why are we going to do this if we're just not going to be all in all the time? And I think I maybe suggested the idea of if we are going to do this, why would we not come with this attitude of how can I be helpful or of service or elevate you? One of my favorite guests is back on the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast, and that is Gabby Reese. I love Gabby Reese. So first, I became so into just her and her mantra and her mindset when I listened to her on Joe Rogan, and I did a deep dive. So whenever I have a guest on, I like to really, really immerse myself in their books or their podcasts or their Instagram. And with her, I got her book. I read it front to back, fell in love with her, listened to her podcast, consumed her Joe Rogan podcast again, and then I had her on the podcast. So you might remember her from episode 242. She came on and she talked about relationship advice, parenting, masculine, and feminine energy, and how to continue to evolve. She is a podcast host. She's a mom to three beautiful girls, the wife of waterman Laird Hamilton, and she's a former pro volleyball player. She's an athlete, a chocolate lover, and she also happens to be a huge model. She just does it all. I've always looked up to her. I think she does a really good job of balancing motherhood and entrepreneurship. And she's an incredible wife. And I feel like she knows how to deal with her husband. So in this episode, we go over everything and anything you could possibly imagine. I think you're going to love it. Her husband and her are also in business together. Like Michael and I, they own Laird Superfood. 
I'm telling you, their turmeric creamer is so good in coffee. And they just, like I said, do it all. So on that note, let's welcome Gabby Reese back to the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast. This episode packs value. I took notes. With that, Gabby Reese. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Yeah, no offense, Lauren. If you if you call me a pussy, it doesn't land the same way if if, if you do. If Gabby That's Reese calls I mean. me a pussy, I'm like I'm going deep into a corner of the the darkest part of my house and saying like what did like what's going on? Yeah, with me? Gabby's more serious. Well, I like it. I need to channel it. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want you to say that. But you, I'm like, okay, Lauren, what are you basing that off of? You know? Yeah, and if I said that to Laird, he'd be like, look at my deep in my eyes and be like, there's something in her that means that, and yeah. that would just not fly. I have never said anything like that to him in tw- almost 27 years. You because know what's another. Not- Another good that, comeback, though, bitch. Oh, <laughs> no, I, the thing you're is, acting like a little bitch. But see, oh, but, no. but here's the thing: mm-hmm. you, you guys can. No, yeah. well, she can't. Well, she can because I don't like take it as seriously. I'm like, okay, yeah, what do you, she, look at her. She's playful. Look yeah, at me. I'm not so playful. No, if you say it, I'm like, oh, she actually thinks I'm a bitch. Like <laughs> I know she doesn't actually no, think look at that. Her. But I am studying Gabby's theories because I just told you off air. I have listened to every single podcast that you have been on, and whenever you do a solo episode on your podcast, I stock it. I want. I want. I so just did many another solos. one. Okay, I love the solos. They're hard though because you you're trying to create value and and connect and move through categories like you're trying to slide through. So those for me are always tricky because I'm like, who's going to listen to this? Me, everyone. Well, I'll tell you a secret on like on the like we get dorky like podcast analytics side because yeah. I'm si- sitting in the like podcast sure, side. Sure, the business. Yeah, mm-hmm. those ones. All the hosts always think those ones are they are challenging to do, yeah. but they always do the best. Because I always remind people like people are there for the host. You hope. You hope. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes they're there. They want to see a big guest, obviously. But yeah. they also are coming back to see what that host perspective is. So like whenever you share a little bit more about how you think, everyone's like, oh, I got to get into that. Yeah, it's a fine line. Don't you guys find it where you're trying to listen to your guest, but then trying to bring some point of view in there when it's, when it's warranted. So that's always the dance. I think it helps to, and you probably have experienced this too, to have another guest that's used to being on the mic. Oh, yes. I love the yes and no answers. Those are my favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's like, please, please. That's when I just talk and over. I'll just go for it. When I see that, I'm like, okay, cool. We're just going to talk. But you guys have a lot of different types of people. I usually have people that are... My my big dilemma is how do I make this uh, the information attainable? Like I get some scientists or doctors and I'm like, okay, sixth grade level, what does that mean in, in, our, in our householder language? That's really, really great. You make it digestible. Yeah, because that's, I think that people who have access to high performing, high performance information, they're okay. My hope is how do we support the people that are too busy to sift through and it's already confusing and what does that mean? And so really just trying to highlight high end content, but in a, in sort of like an approachable way, not like, okay, so 10 minutes before you eat that, take this pill. And then 14 minutes after that, you got to drink this. Like people are just going to be like, I can't do that. So you know, chunk it out and make it digestible and, and also make it explain to them why it would be, be beneficial. I totally agree with you. You came on our podcast before years ago when I was pregnant again. I know it's amazing. You're almost, I feel like you were just a little more pregnant the last time I saw you, but no, I had gained 60 pounds in this one. I've only gained 23. So that's the difference. It's the same amount of pregnancy. This baby could pop out here. Like, right. Like, it could, Oh, are we there? We're, I'm we're excited. Here. We're there. Like I'm giving birth right now. Probably. I, mean, I need perfect. a multitask. Perfect. You know, you're busy. I'm busy. I really do appreciate that about the two of you live <laughs> together, love together, work together. <laughs> 
you know what? We don't work together as much as people think. And I bet you it's similar to you and Laird. Like you guys have your own lanes, mm-hmm. but then you come together and you do do work sometimes. That's what it seems. Yes. But you are interviewing people like Laird and I, sometimes we get asked to be interviewed at the same time. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Because no, you go, I go, who goes? Did you just step talk over me? You know, it's like all that, like right here live. So I give you a lot of props for that. You said something in the in the last episode that I didn't take seriously enough. And I'm going to, after this pregnancy, you said that you talked about the importance of sauna and ice bath. Mm. And I think now it's becoming a little bit more mainstream. And I think that I really want to use those two things as a tool in my postpartum. You still do that every like every week? I did the sauna today. I did not do the ice. I'll admit it. I I usually probably get in the ice maybe once a week for a few rounds. I'll incorporate it with pool training because sometimes it's like, okay, fill the ice tub up. You guys can get a cold plunge. I would suggest that because it's just maybe the two of you, you're pretty social. It's a way that it's really accessible. You're not like schlepping ice and filling it up and draining it and it's cold and ready to roll. I would. There's really something to it. I mean, obviously Wim Hof kind of really popularized this and then a lot of us have taken the practice on. It's it's very old, but hormone regulation, just all, I mean, the the trick is you'll hear people use brown fat as a part of it, like especially for us girls, right? Cellulite and brown yeah, fat. Yeah, Huberman was just on here. Okay, so you know, you were translating then if Huberman was here. Were you doing a lot of tra- translating? Yeah, we, we, we spent, we broke it into a two-part episode. Yeah, he's great. He's amazing. But apparently you have to do, I think it's 11 minutes a mm-hmm. week. Is that right? Yeah, he said 11 minutes a week. You can get it in ideally like maybe two to three days of the week. Right. To make brown fat. So Mm -hmm. I just want to say to people, now we're adding a caveat. It's not good enough to just do cold once in a while. Okay. Brown fat. Now you, you got to get those 11 minutes in. So I think it's really achievable. And now more and more, I I actually think you're going to see centers, you know, I think you're saying way more. It's starting to happen in Austin. yeah. Yeah. Okay. How's the move been? It's been great. Yeah, you guys seem like you've built a really fun and beautiful life there. The move is great. I feel like it's it's similar to, to what you guys did. LA wasn't aligning for us. No, it's amazing for coming, yeah. working, doing stuff like this, getting shit done. But like to be able to disconnect and get out of it a little bit and get a little bit, you know, yeah. away from Checks the chaos. Yeah, yeah and, and maybe just people whose minds are thinking about other things you know, just a different focal focal point. I always say people came to LA to origin or California to strike gold mm-hmm. and then think about it. Then it was to become a famous actor. So people trip out about the mentality, but I'm like, if you think about it, it lines up perfectly with that mentality of like, oh, cool. What's over there? Shiny things. But the flip side is if you're in self-care, this is the best place you can be because I still find a lot of the smartest people are here. Having said that, there's also a lot of people in Austin. Well, and Hawaii. Yeah, it's just different. Like how? I think Hawaii, there's things that are sort of more organically built into the practices. They're not like making it so precious. Like, you know, I was mindful today. They're like, I took a walk on the beach. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not We're, like, it's not such an asshole vibe. Like, it's to say it's it, just different. Yeah. yeah, it's not like I was out there and I connected and I grounded myself. Like, yeah, just walk. Well, yeah. Or I had, I had a... Yeah a bowl that had 16 different fruits and it's like mm-hmm. I went and picked a piece, dragon fruit. Yeah, you my, know, my friend came over and brought me fruit from their tree. <laughs> what I did during, okay, so we haven't seen you since before the pandemic, since before all yeah. that shit hit the fan. And there's certain people that when that happened, I looked to because I was like, okay, 
everyone's all over the place. Nobody knows what's going on. Everyone's in a panic. And so there's a, a handful of people, you and Laird included, that I looked at like, how are they living their life during all this chaos? I imagine in Laird's case, he was like, it was like a boy in a candy shop in some ways, right? Because he's like, oh, I'm just going to be outside and running around and away yeah. from everybody. Right. <laughs> Not to, you know, yeah. but I look because there was two trains of thought. There's a train of thought like, oh my God, life's over, world's ending, we're all fucked. And then there's the other people and it's a rarer breed that was like, okay, I'm going to use this. I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to get better. I'm going to get faster. I'm going to get more grounded. I'm going to get more connected. And I feel like you guys were those people. Yes. And that's our luxury too, right? Like, so I think because of the weirdness of our occupation that created that freedom to do that. But I think it's like Laird says, listen, when stuff starts getting weird like that, you got to slow everything down. And even like when you go to the market and people are acting really strange and afraid of you, that can make us feel combative. I think because we're like, don't be afraid of me. And, and because, it, you know, it's this whole fear is a really powerful emotion. And Laird is the one who's like, listen, everybody reacts differently when they're afraid and this unknown. So he said when he go to places where there were other people, he was going to be more compassionate for them instead of like, okay, let's, I'm going to put you in headlock right now, that kind of thing. So I think it was that opportunity, but I, I do want to isolate the fact that it was also a luxury. I think who got their ass kicked were people who are real working people. And it was like, they don't have that luxury. Sure. Yeah. But I don't even mean it from that standpoint. I just mean like, you know, there are some people that kind of, they're like, okay, like we got to really hunker down. We can't do anything. We can't get out there. I feel like you guys are so active and yeah. so like, you made it work, but you are, I get what she's saying. She's saying that they have the luxury of having an ice bath. Even the, the space. And the yeah. space. And like some people didn't. I think, I, I think what Michael's saying is you guys really seem like you thrive. Well, here's, 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 here's what I'm saying. a victim mentality. Well, here's mm. what I'm saying is I, there was a period of pandemic where you started to let yourself, or I personally started to let myself go. And then I was like, I look at people like yourself. And I'm like, okay, like this is also an opportunity to get re really strong again. Yeah, you really used good. to this opportunity. Right? And I was like, okay, like. I'm going to go that way. Yeah. But there was, you know, I think there was a moment in time where I could have gone the other way. Why do you, I mean, because you're very conscientious and, and you can be productive. What, do, what in you was like, I'm just going to chill? It, it wasn't that I was just going to, like, I never thought I was just going to chill, but I was like, oh, this is a moment in time where like I could chill. Mm. Right. And I'm like, okay, now I don't have to push it as hard. Everyone's kind of taking it easy. Right. Oh, like it gives uh -huh. you like a reason to kind of, like you said, slow down in a way. But then I was like, wait a minute, that's the wrong way to go. Well, and, and also if some, everyone's talking about their health, mm -hmm. that would be the time to juice it up and say, all right, I'm going to fortify and I'm going to be extra diligent and because it's those things in your control, not in your control. So much was out of everybody's control, but those practices were in your control. And so I think, you know, Laird, is a, it's a whole other case because he's also secretly always doing it because in his mind, he's at any moment, if the surf is going to show up, he wants to be on it and he wants to perform well. And he's, in, you know, motivated on a deep level. And and for me, I'm I'm just trying to keep up. And, and I don't need to learn that lesson. I've said this a lot of times. I don't need to lose my health to understand that how important it is. I've, I've really, from injuries and other things, it's like, I will take care of my health at, at any cost. That doesn't mean I won't eat a piece of chocolate cake. It just means like it's a priority. What is it like being married to someone that's that's mood is dependent on the surf? Like <laughs> I want to act because Michael Michael's mood sometimes can uh, business can dictate his mood. Say, mm -hmm. So please give me some tools to how to handle it. 
there's a gentleman named Paul Check. I don't know if you know who that is. He's really great and far out and whatever. And he, he has a wife that runs his business and her name's Penny. And they have a untraditional d- dynamic. And so I say to Penny, okay, you, you, you know, organize Paul's life and all of this. You know, why do you still do that after all this time? And she's like, I believe in the mission. I believe in his cause. So at the end of the day, you believe in what Michael's doing, what he's put together, what he's trying to put out into the world and, and such. And so in the end, I, I appreciate that Laird is so dedicated to this quest that I just, sometimes I just watch the show, you know, and I, I, I used to have dreams that I could make 20 foot waves so that I could be like, don't worry, tomorrow they're going to be here, but I can't. And for people who are in natural sports, rock climbers or whatever, they do a lot of waiting and they do, a, it's, it's a very frustrating part and big waves come actually so infrequently for real. And so with Laird, I'm, I'm like, okay, this is his path and his mission. I did learn this a long time ago. You feel however you want to feel make a safe space for me within that. So it's not you against the world in that moment that I'm always allowed inside the envelope. I'm not going to ask you to feel different, but just don't make it now you're against the whole world. That's good advice. Yeah. It just makes it easier. Cause then they don't feel like he doesn't feel like he has to be different, but I don't feel like I have to walk around on eggshells and resent that. And I always feel I, I have a close friend and I just recently said to him, listen, with your partner, regardless of what's going on, you just want to be able to feel like you could put your hand on their wrist and you could always reach them. That no matter what was going on, even if you were in a dispute with one another, that you could put your hand on them and they could look at you. And at that moment, it was still safe. And you could work it out and you could even continue to have a disagreement. So I think for me, it was learning that language because I didn't know that the first five years I was with Laird and I walked on eggshells and then I resented him and then we almost actually got divorced. So I realized like, hey, you do whatever you gotta do, but I need to have a space in there that like, it's cool for me. That is such good advice. Your big wave is business deals. <laughs> well, I think everybody's <laughs> when he's got when it, they don't the ones that I'm talking about don't come often, mm. but when they come, like it's a very, very. I feel like I, you know that game Operation. Of course, Ooh. like with the tweezers, uh, sure. and I'm like well, dissecting the kidney, and I'm gonna if I don't pull it out just right, it's gonna. Well, I imagine everybody kind of has their version of that. I mean, you I know, hope. yeah, you, right, hope. you hope, yes. I know that I can get extremely focused on on whatever I'm focused on, and that could like start to consume my days if mm-hmm. I don't allow the space. This is what I've realized it. too: is once you understand the formula of the process, it gets easier. So, like, I, like I'll see, like I can spot like when it's gonna, it's when it's it's just like a big wave when mm-hmm. the when the wave's it's going building. up, yeah, and then the tip of the wave, I know when it's gonna tip, and then I know when it's gonna go down. Like I can almost like a science project spot it. Yeah, I think it's that's one thing cool about being with somebody. But you're man like now you're, and you're managing. Now you have one daughter. Now you're going to have two children, and then your business is growing. You're going through your own ch- personal changes in life. I think it's t- you know stepping back once in a while, and also remembering that intensity about Michael that he also directs at you. I mean, clearly, you bit into you know you were like, oh, that's my girl, and then here we are. So I think it's also remembering. I always tell, I always say threading the line back to all the things that you love about that. And just appreciating it and then having compassion for them because it, they, if they, they're suffering, I mean, they're suffering and hopefully they do that conversely f- for us in our own different way, I'm sure. 
Oh yeah, I'm suffering. What, what's one thing <laughs> well, you yeah. guys have been married for a long time? What's one piece of advice that you've taught Laird and one thing that he's taught you that you guys always go back to? I think Laird is just a lot braver emotionally. Like, hey, if we're going to do this, let's be vulnerable. I was not so good at that. And so Laird is the one who's like, let's put our necks on the chopping block. And it's a risk to love someone you that you can. It's a risk. Like, you don't know if you're going to be together forever. What the hell does that mean? Someone might meet somebody. Someone might die. It's like, it just is. And so why are we going to do this if we're just not going to be all in all the time? And I think I maybe suggested the idea of if we are going to do this, why would we not come with this attitude of how can I be helpful or of service or elevate you? I'm not going to ask you to do like, it's also everyone's responsible for their side of the street. You know, how Laird wants to love me and support me. That's Laird can do that and how I want to do that. So I think those two things were something that we both maybe have helped each other with. Something I think he'd like to help me with more is like, He's like, what do you do for fun? And I'm like, oh my God, what is, what do you mean fun? That is, that's I have a, shit to that's do. That's packed with a lot of things. I'm like, fun? And he's like, yeah, is this what we're doing? Are we doing checklists and getting stuff done and then like having meetings and doing this? He's like, what are we doing for fun? And so I think that's something I've been trying to pay attention to. But it's also, I don't need that much. Sometimes having a good meal and looking out at a view and being with my family or friends, I, I'm okay. Yeah, that's that's so interesting because he. It seems like you're you're more like Michael, where you're very organized. Everything is like well, you I'm, don't need that. It's I'm like more me. like Laird. Yeah, I, I'm like let's take a break and have some. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, like put the phone away. I, I'm I, what I realize is I compartmentalize, and Michael is still. No, I think you said out. I think you said mm. it in a better way, which is like I sometimes people that need more of that, like call it fun they need, like, I don't need as much, honestly. Right. Yeah. But that's also a control issue that we, I can say that. I'm I'm sure. Right. Like I'm hiding in my schedule or the things to do. And sometimes it's like when people talk about stillness being the hardest thing, sometimes just having going and having fun for someone that may be like you and I might be harder than like, I have 20 things to accomplish today. And so that's also an opportunity to just look at it and be like, huh, let me, you know, when does it become, when is it productive? And when is it like, mm, you know what? I need to go get a little uncomfortable. Laird, if you're listening, I have a word for this. It's called MUS, made up stress. <laughs> so when Michael comes to me with his to-do list of t- today's was, there's a shortage of formula. <laughs> uh, we need to get formula right now. Right now, right this today. second. That was yesterday. Okay. Today I a good space. I, I said the MUS isn't going to work for me today. I've got a lot going yeah. on. Go, you just go le- call a friend. <laughs> I think I was still talking. We're staying in a hotel and I turned around and, was, and she was gone. She wasn't even in the room anymore. I was just yeah. talking to myself. That's really smart. Yeah. And then I said, okay. I yeah. just say it, I can't entertain this right now. I'm going to go over here. You can go over here. And but you know, um, moving out to Austin has been really helpful for me because I think being in big cities all the time is not good for the human soul no and i know there's listen not everybody can escape a city like you're in here working but i think we got to a place i'm like okay you would think that we would stay in a place like this or you know in this office and this company i was just sitting i was like okay i I can't imagine being stuck here like this all the time especially with young kids and not to say that i don't like la there's great parts of it but getting away from a big city and having more space and being able to reflect more and, and get with your own thoughts a little bit more is i think extremely helpful i mean i understand the concept of cities 
technically it's like we we're, we are supposed to be in much smaller groups and just the energy of being around a bunch of people is hard on us, especially if we're paying attention. You yeah. know, it's like if you're looking around and you're feeling things and so, and and just using nature as a, as a grounding tool, I think it's super important. I mean, even though I live here, I live in a very natural open space because my husband would be a lunatic. We go to New York for business and he's like, why do people do this to themselves? You know, he doesn't, I mean, two days and I'm like, oh, we got to get out of here. We got to get Laird out of here. It reminds me of when Crocodile Dundee went over there. Totally. Remember that, remember that movie? Except a, a sort of a more like aggravated crocodile, yeah. not like such a good natured yeah, one. He was like chill about it. Yeah. You said on Almost 30s podcast, I think it was, you said you were talking about your relationships with women and your mm -hmm. friends and you were talking about how, and I'm probably going to flub what you said, but you basically said that you try to do things that are productive, like invite them into the sauna or do like an ice bath. And when you, you also said something about how you would teach a class and a lot of women would want to come and, and go to lunch or get their nails done with you. And it's just not your vibe. Mm -hmm. And I felt that from the depths of my soul for so long, I felt like there was something wrong with me because I I'm, I'm just not the kind of girl that wants to do a sleepover. It's just not. And by the way, if you are, yeah, great. But my personality, it's just that's not it. And that really resonated with me. How do you manage that when people want to hang out with you mm -hmm. and do things that you don't want to do? Well, first of all, this goes back to like our natures. You seem like a lot more fun. And I could see where girls are like, I want to have a girl's night with you. They don't look at me and be like, yo, Gabby looks prime for a girl's night. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, you know, coming, I even think from women's athletics, you, you just have a different way that you learn how you're allowed to talk to your friends and women, you know, playing sports with women where they're like, I don't like that. I want this. You're, you know, what are you doing? And then as you get, you add a kid or two, and then all of a sudden you have less time. And so I think it's feeling comfortable with loving people your way. Now, so that you go, so having said that, let's say I have somebody that's important to me and they have a certain love language. Okay, granted, I'll go out of my way to try to hit that language. But for the most part, it's like, hey, I'm going to love you in the language that I speak, which is going to be like, we're going to train together. If you're really in a pinch, I'll be there. I don't want to wear florally dresses and have a, a beautifully orchestrated meal like every other. The napkins are so cute. I don't I don't care. Jim Quick, I don't know if you guys have ever talked the, to him. The mind, your mind. Yeah, the memory and yeah, reading. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so he told, said something that I thought was really genius. He said, everybody's walking around with a question. They all have a question, right? Like so he said, I could say to you, a woman says, I hope people like me. He goes, you don't even have to meet her and you know something about her if that's the question. Like Michael might be like, okay, are we fortified or whatever? He said, do you know what your question is? And I go, 100%, I know what my question is. My question is, there's two and they're back to back. The first one is, what's the point? And the second is, what's the right way to act, right? In, in, in that, because it's like, if we're doing stuff, but see, within that, I have lessons because sometimes the point is just to be. But even within that, to me, that's a real point. To be is fine. But when you're in a thing and all girls are like, oh, and those shoes and all wheel, I'm like, oh, what's the point? And, and indirectly, sometimes I find those environments to be competitive indirectly. Like they're really getting dressed up and showing how each one has accessorized their outfit. And it feels at times like it could be they're actually competing with each other. 
and with my friends, I, I want them to know they're totally safe and I'm not here to, to compete with them. I think it helps having been 6'3 and 170. I, I, st- I didn't play that game. I was like, I went to the store. It never fit. So let's not worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's part of it too. Uh, you know, I felt like when I had my first baby that everyone was like, oh, let's do a mom group. And like, oh, the visceral God. reaction. And uh, by the way, if you like that, like, that's fine. But yes. f- for me, that's exactly how I felt was like, what's the point? when I, I and maybe it's community and i'm missing that and maybe i have community with the skinny confidential so it's mm-hmm. already been i don't know but and in I, your partnership and yeah. you're i think you're aren't you close to like your mom and your grandma and I'm, all that i'm very close to my family right so i think sometimes everyone is is different and you have a busy working life yeah the other thing is is i think it's hard in certain situations where if like that, you know, this has sort of become your full-time job and it's scary and you're isolated, you'd want to hook into a group. And uh, so I think there's a, a lot of languages with that, but it's also become highly commercialized, like more so in your time, less so in mine. And it, like it, it didn't exist like when my parents had kids. So it's become also like a thing because everyone also has to show like, I'm a good mom and look at how organized I am and look at my cute stroller and all this stuff. We didn't have that. It was like, are they breathing? They're alive? Oh my God, good job, you know? Ah, oh, that sounds kind of nice. It takes a lot of the pressure I off. I think my question is, why are we doing this with everything? Well, Michael's the worst because right? if That's my, my question. Michael's, why, like, Michael's yeah. thing, and this is also my thing too, if we're at dinner with someone and they're planning the next dinner while we're at dinner, mm. we're out. Like, yeah, we're out. Like yeah. we, when we're at dinner with you and we're present at dinner and we're planning the next dinner, it feels like opportunistic vibes. Yeah. Transactional. Yeah. Transactional. Mm-hmm. That's a better word. Yeah. And, and to me, it feels like it's like, just like checking like, Oh, let's get another date on the calendar. Like it doesn't yeah. feel the, the lack of purpose and depth feels off. Yeah. But I think what's the point? And listen, I'm sure there's a lot for me to learn in that question too, that you said. Well, it's, it'd be interesting if you start to just, when you're moving in and out of scenarios to go, what keeps showing up for me? And the other interesting thing to pay attention to and is it just, is if you have like, you keep running into situations or people or resistance, those are times where you can go, oh, you know what? I, maybe I, I need to stop and take a look at what, what's going on with me that I'm creating all this, you know, resistance around me or friction or just whatever. I always love the saying, if you want to change your environment, change yourself. And so it's just reminding people too that unfair things happen, but oftentimes it's not happening to you. It's what you're also creating. All right, therapy. I am so happy that people are talking about it more and more. And I'm going to tell you about better help. Do you want to do therapy in the comfort of your own home? You could be in your bed wrapped in a Barefoot Dreams blanket with your big lemon water next to you, maybe some 528 hertz frequencies going, and you could be talking to your therapist. No more sitting in an uncomfortable couch in their office having to get dressed, run into someone, the whole shebang. Now, you can do everything in the comfort of your own home. I am very much about this. It's efficient. It's streamlined. And it's making therapy more accessible. If you don't want to be on video, you don't have to. If you do want to be on video, 
you can. It's live chat therapy. It's way more affordable than in-person therapy. And you're matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Their therapists are amazing too. When you go to the site, you'll see it's like everything you could ever want in a therapy experience online. I feel like a lot of us, especially after the pandemic, are having some residual burnout. Maybe you have postpartum. Maybe you feel depressed. Maybe you feel anxious. Whatever it is, BetterHelp will help you. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash skinny. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash skinny. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash skinny. I'm telling you, if you want to support a healthy brain, check out BetterHelp Online Therapy. Did you guys ever notice when you see me on the podcast videos in the past that I had these dark under eye circles? I looked a little lost. I didn't have as much energy as I have now. Well, I've always had energy, but I have a lot more now. Well, here's why. I am not somebody who prides myself on eating a lot of greens. I find it annoying. I don't like chewing like a brontosaurus. I just hate the whole idea of having to crunch a bunch of vegetables for a long time. Listen, I know that's probably not the right answer, but I don't think I'm the only one in that boat. I think many people find eating all these vegetables a chore. And this is why I love this next product so much. Athletic Greens. This has become a staple in my wellness routine. I have it every single morning without fail. I'm not kidding. Every single morning. Lauren and I wake up. We have a big heaping glass of water with athletic greens and lemon. And here's why I love it so much. If I could only recommend one supplement, and I know there's a lot on this show, one supplement that everyone would benefit from, it would be athletic greens, non-GMO, no sugars, vegan, keto. You get pretty much everything in one scoop. And I'm telling you, I have noticed since I started taking this product, my skin has improved, my hair has improved, my energy has improved. I have no more dark under eye circles. It is just a perfect drink to start your morning with. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews, so don't just take my word for it. Take the entire internet's word for it as well. And as always, we have an offer. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash skinny. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash skinny to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Enjoy. What boundaries do you set around your life? So for instance, it's so easy to get access to anyone now. We have DM, we have email, we have text message. Text message for me has been a hard one. I haven't wrapped my head around that one. How do you- You haven't wrapped your head around text message? Meaning like I haven't wrapped my head around how to deal with it. I think that you're coming into someone else's space asking for their time. Well, it depends. It, 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 I think it really depends the context. Not for talking who, about the... work, by the way, because if any of my employees are, I'm not talking about work. I'm talking about, I'm talking about like if if if, if a friend comes into your text message, they want a direct response. How do you have a boundary around that because you're so busy? Again, I don't. I haven't set it up that everyone thinks I'm going to respond right away. So I think it's also setting a tone that people will know when you get to it or when you're on your phone, because there's times, hours in the day, I may not be on my phone. And certainly if there's a crisis, either personally, like one of my teenagers is going through something, I might be a little closer to my phone. And in work, if we're dealing with something that's time sensitive, but I think it's it's not placing the same importance on every single thing in life and the communication. And you can, like, you get trained, you can sort of train the people in your life, like, oh, you know, this is how Michael responds. It isn't 
you know, the rolling dots the second that you fly out your text. So I, you know, it's interesting. I think we always find the people who understand our language. Those ends up being the people, I always say the people who could come to my house unannounced never do. The people I wouldn't actually mind showing up unannounced, they never would. And so you'll find that you'll, those people are showing, like they're telling you their language and like, you know, sort of being self-governed. But I think you can set clear boundaries like, hey, listen, and never apologize. That'd be the worst, right? You don't get back to someone for three, four hours. Don't start with, hey, sorry, it took me so long to get back. Because what you're saying is I'm playing by, I'm engaging in this understanding versus, hey, what's up? Hey, I got your text, you know, or whatever the response is. So just don't apologize. It's like starting emails with an apology. That's a big mistake people are making in everything now. They're apologizing for things they're not actually sorry for, engaging in games that they shouldn't be engaging in, right? You see that on a wide scale, right? Like people just jumping into things and apologizing for things they don't actually care about that they're not actually even sorry about. Well, I think people are looking for purpose. Yeah. And also, you know, it's a scary time. I'm glad I give people a lot of credit right now who let's say they are 16 to 35. I think it's a very difficult time. No one has nuanced conversations and life is all nuance. So few things are definitively, you know, black and white. So much of it is is gray. I think people are apologizing because it's like nobody wants to get thrown under the bus or have any die cast in the water on them. It's interesting you say that because we're probably in that demo, but we've been doing this. I mean, Lauren's been creating content for 12, 13 years now, but we've been doing this now for six years. So I think like we've gone through so many of the cycles of that. Have you ever gotten smashed? Have Um, people ever come at you? Yeah. I mean, what happens all the time, but I think (laughs) what it, what it is, is that we're mature enough and old enough and experienced enough in this space, at least to understand what that is, right? Like if there's something that we do that is harmful or, or where our intentions in the wrong place, which is typically not, or where we misstep in a serious way, then we'll acknowledge that. But I'm not going to jump on the apology train because the the flavor of the week has changed and somebody doesn't like hearing something that's said on the internet. Yeah. And I think it's dangerous. I think the worst thing someone could do, especially if they really haven't done anything wrong is backpedal. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. I, especially like doing this network, I see a lot of people jumping into things where they haven't actually done anything wrong, but maybe mm. the landscape has changed. Yeah. And then they're on this apology tour. I'm like, what are you saying sorry for? You're not actually sorry. And you're now you're making it worse because now everyone's piling on. It's like a, you know, yeah. in old high school fights or whatever, like somebody on the ground, all the kids going around and start yeah. kicking. That's exactly what it's like online. Yeah, I know. It's it's very I I'm curious cuz you guys are really in, you know, pretty in tune with these things and now you have you're going to have two young children. I'm interested on do you think we're in a transition and it's just really weird and uncomfortable with technology and we're sort of going to come out of this differently or do you do you think it's going to get worse before it gets better? Like where do you think like when people start saying things like you know, I'm triggered, like triggered for everything. Words, p- people are, are giving a, whatever intellectual concepts that trigger young people, whatever. Do you, what do you guys, how do you view this? If I'm triggered, I examine myself. I am not going to go around telling people that they have to adjust their behavior in life because of my feelings. I, I And listen, Again, everyone's different. People may not agree with me. But if I'm triggered, there's Mm -hmm. something that's a me problem. And I think that people need, in my opinion, to start really taking accountability for their own side of the street. If we start there, I feel like I feel like it'll get better. I do think people are getting sick and tired 
of every little tiny thing being so fragile and delicate. Yeah. Here's the way I think about it. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, here's the way I think, honestly. You have an hour? Um, we know how you think about it. I think that they, the, listen, we talk to a lot of people on the show and we've, you know, have a wide audience at this point. Yeah. And the majority of that audience and the more, majority of people that we have on the show are pretty middle of the road, level-headed thinkers, right? Mm-hmm. They're also not the type of people that are going to get online and start screaming about things as it upsets them, right? They're going to be like, okay, maybe I don't like that, but they're going to just go about their day and get back to life because right. that's what normal, rational people do, yeah. right? People that are regulated, mm-hmm. I would say. There's a there's corners of the internet and I think online, which makes it hard for, especially for young people or people that are partaking on these platforms to recognize that you're maybe speaking, that, that's a minority mm-hmm. of humankind, right? Like most people aren't these unhinged people that are constantly triggered and upset about everything, right? It's right. just those people are very vocal and loud, loud about it. Yeah. So what I think we try to do on this show is point out that most people kind of fall in the middle and that it's okay to voice up and say, hey, this is absurd behavior. Like grow up, you know, put some pants on, stop being so upset about everything. You know, if there is some dark corners of the internet and people are doing some harmful things, like, okay, hold those people accountable, but do it from a place of love and respect and then move on with their life. I think like that's what I would try to teach my children is like, hey, this is how most people are. There's going to be some extremes. Yeah. But like, don't get caught up in the extremes. How do you do it when your daughter comes to you or one of your daughters comes to you and says, I'm triggered? Or do they not? Well, it's only going to be one, my youngest because my other two don't, they're, that's not their, their generation or their vernacular. And depending on if I see it as a manipulation, I'm like, oh yeah, no, not in this house. Like you're not doing that. Like I, because my feeling is life actually is, can be hard. You know, you're started a business, you're in a marriage, you're raising a child. Life is going to have challenges. It, go into nature. Nature will kick your ass. So if we all think it's like, oh, it's going to be all okay. And how do you feel? I actually feel like I'm doing her a disservice. So if I know she's just manipulating me, I'm like, cut the crap. But conversely, what I have learned, though, as a parent is to deeply listen. That has been something that I could say with each girl, each daughter I've gotten better at. So it's sort of a double-edged sword, but I, I don't let it, you know, some of that stuff in our house, I, I won't do it. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I don't think you can negate people's feelings, but I think providing a wider context and saying, yes, there is this, but there's also all of this over here. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe, you know, like you said, life is very difficult and I want to arm my children to be able to deal with life and not, you know, if something is said somewhere. They need to have armor to be able to deal with that because the other stuff life's going to throw at you is way worse. Way worse. Right. And, and I think it's, as it's a, it's our job to, like you said, how do you get the tools to also know when it's time to come in and say, Hey, uh, this person's saying this, they're upset. And I participated in that. That is, I need to apologize or take responsibility and also sort of conversely go, oh, I'm not engaging. This is, a you know, their drama. And how do I protect myself and navigate these kinds of situations? Because they also use it now. They weaponized it 100%. And so for me, it's like, I certainly don't let my daughter bring that home. I mean, because they're already doing it sort of with each other, with their languages. They know certain words that all of a sudden it's like everything's off limits. It's fascinating. What's something that you look back on that you wish you knew about parenting 10 or 15 years ago? It's a great question. I wish I had known, we didn't know so much about uh, the the technology. And so we were ill-prepared before we knew it, here it was. And uh, we didn't get a chance to sort of figure out how to really put a system in place 
to at least have a fighting chance to navigate it. You know, when they hand you a baby, it's like a very hopeful moment. You know, it's so hopeful. It's a blank slate. And then you think, oh, I'm, they're going to do that. I joke, you know, it's like, you're going to be a rocket scientist and a professional athlete and you're going to, you know, save the planet and you're going to do all these things. Instead of really trying to focus on who are you and um, what's going to be good for for you. And recently, actually, I was talking to my friend, have you ever gotten a facial by John too? No, is it good? Yeah, it's tough though. It gets almost like a fascial relief. It's it's very I love painful. That. No, that it sounds like it's, my kind of facial. Yeah, when you're done after babies and nursing, we'll talk about it. Okay. But he did give me some advice that I think is really powerful for all of us. He's like, "Do you pray for your children?" And I'm like, "I do." And I'm at a place where all of this, it's like, is it a guy with a white beard? I don't know. Is it there's something intelligent happening in the universe? I would think if it rains and things grow and we eat those things and I don't know, your human body, you have a baby growing in your stomach. That seems like a miracle to me. Something is happening. Having said that, do I, do I understand, you know, whatever the matrix? I don't. However, he said, well, pray as if it's already happened. So instead of me praying like, okay, Brody's my youngest daughter. Okay. I hope Brody becomes empathetic and all these things. I'm like, thank you for making Brody empathetic and for having, giving her deep and loving relationships. You put the frequency out there. Yep. And, and I do that in a vibration because I feel like your kids, I've, I said this with coaches, we've all, I've had coaches where they looked at me and they go, you got this. And you're like, oh, I got this. They've already said to you, you've got this. And I felt with my kids when they go through bumpy times, what I would vibrate to them is like, you're going to figure it out so that they're not like, oh, my parents think I'm, you know, off the rails. But now one step even further, like, thank you for her great health you know, whatever it is that feels important to you at that time and pray as if it's been done. Do you feel by doing that, you also start treating her in that way? Yes. And then it also makes it more real for her, yeah, right? Yeah, it does. It's such a very good point. And you can do that in your business, in your relationships, but absolutely, because all of a sudden, again, you want to change your envi if, environment, yeah. change yourself. All of a sudden you're talking to them and looking at them differently and something about that. It's like when you don't fight it, when you, you know, when you have a teenager, instead of leaning into every issue, right? Like, let's say I found a vape pen from time to time. And I'm like, hey, listen, I'm bringing this up. I'm actually not going to make a big deal of it because in the grand scheme of things, it's not. Yeah. It, go it goes away. It just, it, it moves, they move through it quicker. It makes a ton of, like I always say to Lauren, she would get a lot farther with me by acknowledging what I do do, not what I don't do, because I'll probably pick up the slack and Is do the other thing. Is this some manipulation? Thing. No, no, but it's true because I think I need like, to acknowledge like imagine more? if you went and if you were talking to your wife and you're like, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, I wish you were, I wish you would do this. I wish you were better at this. And as, a, as opposed to saying like, hey, you're such an amazing partner. You do yeah. this and all these things, because I feel like the other things then take care of themselves because the person is. I agree with that. Right. I agree. I mean, I, I think it doesn't really work anyway. So yeah. the other way would be, you know, it's like even with Laird, you know, I always say I really appreciate because, you know, we have other companies and other work and I'm like, I really appreciate you working so hard on behalf of the family and I appreciate, you know, whatever. He's a great dad. And I do believe that when we can sort of look at that person and say, because they, you already know, we already know what's weird about us and what we got to work on. Yeah. We do. I mean, he's a conscious, Michael's a conscious person. So I think there's something to be said for, I really appreciate how hard you work and, or whatever it is, or how loving you are, dedicated, even like, you know, I think you're, you look great. You know, I think that that, I, I know. I did tell you that the other day. It's so important. Your you know, muscles look big. 
Thank you. Oh, way to go. That's yeah. a good one. Guys love that Nothing one. Nothing like they? you getting the hottest you ever looked when I'm just gaining the pounds. It's but temporary. Oh, oh, oh you're on, right. It's, it's like finding the vape pen. I'm just you're, gonna. You're making a baby. We, we had Patrick Schwarzenegger uh-huh. on with his mother. Oh yes. And we asked him this question, and I would ask your kids the same question. And I would love to know your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. How do you think? It is for your kids to have such successful parents. And it's not like, you know, it's a kind of successful. Well, yeah, but it's we're like, not the Terminator. I mean, well, maybe, uh, maybe like the real life. I don't life know. Term. No, because no, d- fame is it brings another element. Okay, but Fame's I'm tough. not even talking but, about yeah. just fame. I'm talking about success. The success that you both have had is like, how, if I'm your kid, I'm like, how do mm. I even it's live It's not up in to our that? house, though. It's not in your house. That's but what I, I want to know. I will say this. I have a therapist that I worked with for my, with my, like for me with my middle daughter. And, and she said, cause we all thought, oh, we're going to have a clean house and a peaceful marriage. And like, we'll be kind to our kids and we'll have opportunity and that will take care of it because that's what we didn't have. Right. Versus she says, well, can you acknowledge that your kids actually have to navigate something that you and Laird didn't? Because Laird and I had zero expectation put on us. We do, you know, you guys, I know, come from nice families sure. and I call that a good family, not a oh, McKennedy. It's like, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? And so we were freewheeling. And so when we landed on anything, people were like, wow, cool. Like my, I think my mother, when I was going to college on an athletic scholarship, barely knew for which sport, you know what I mean? Like there's no expectation. So as a parent learning, Hey, you know what? Your kids do have it a lot easier than you do. However, there is, and then, oh, they're tall and, oh, they look athletic. Are you new sports? But, but they're all different. Like I have one that doesn't care and I have one that it really hurt. It impacted her in, in a real way. So it's just trying to open that dialogue and, and see it that, that way. But, you know, there's a, I have a friend who said to me, isn't it interesting how parents have to so precisely wound their children in like such a specific way for their lives? And I just think there is something that we... We all sort of, if we can look at it that way, be like, wow, that is what helped me do X. And we all need it, whatever it is. The the reason I think Lauren asks also is we meet people all the time, especially in this city Mm -hmm. and like not even just celebrity children, but just children of parents that are moguls, right? Well, that's, yeah. Right. And then we were, I was taught, we went to dinner with somebody the other day and their family is like, by all means, like upper, upper echelons of success and the the kid is very, very successful by any standard, but he feels like a failure because mm-hmm. like the, the bar is so high. Yeah. And I'm, and it's weird to watch because by any measurement, if he was just on his own, yeah. isolated, he'd be like, wow, that's an extremely successful person. But it's like, they, he can't wrap his head around that. I had somebody say to me once, where I, I wish I remembered who it was. And maybe I heard it on a podcast actually, where they said, okay, I go to a village and I give you a hundred million dollars. You're pretty freaking happy. The problem is I give everyone else in the town a billion. And then all of a sudden you're like, what? Well, I only have 10% of what they have, you know? So it's like, that goes on and on. And so, you know, it's like every life, every, every path, every, you know, we think because we go, oh, that's our parents. It's a direct line. 
No, it's your own individual path. So it'd be interesting if he like maybe could have successful relationship and good health and like all this stuff that that also would play into this definition of success. Have you ever talked to Robert Greene? I feel like you have. Have you haven't? I haven't. I saw him on yours though. Oh, he I want to, at some point you should. You'd, I think you would really get along with him. In one of his chapters in, I think in 48, he, mm-hmm. the, one of the laws is never follow in a great man's shoes or a, a great woman's that's shoes. That's actually yeah. the, reason, that's I get the reason I asked the but question. But the idea is like, if you're father or mother was in your case let's say uber athlete super successful entrepreneur like maybe you want to do a different thing like maybe you want to go into a different line of work because they're always you're stuck like one of your comparing all the time it's like if brody was like i'm gonna be a big wave surfer yeah that's i mean that's that's hard i've tried to get brody to play volleyball and she's perfect for it won't i just said i won't even come to the practice i'll drop you off because she's perfect for it but I, i i think you know what's so funny as parents so this kid in particular gets straight A's in school, right? And this is like what a knucklehead I am. I'm like, yeah, that's good. Okay. And there's a part of my mentality that's like, if she got all C's, but somehow was a superstar athlete, because that's what saved me. I'm putting my language and my template on her. And yep. I finally had the thought like, hey, ding dong, you know, she takes care of herself. She's, you know, organized. She has straight A's. She has friends. She does. I haven't caught her in some radical situations. She's all right, you know. What do you do with how busy you are? You have so much going on with business. You've, you've you're, you're posting your podcast, all these different things. Sometimes I feel guilty as a mom that mm-hmm. I'm doing all of these different things. Sometimes in front of my daughter. Yeah, she's two. Yeah, and she sees me like doing this. But there's a there's a feeling of guilt, mm-hmm. especially as a mom. I notice it's not as bad for the man, of course. Yeah, I think guilt is already a part of parenting. Mm-hmm. Like, am I giving him too much? Am I not giving him enough? Am I loving enough? Am I too loving? Do I spoil him? It's all that. But I, I used to say to my girls, because I've always worked from home, and that was a conscious decision, is like, I could be in an office, and I would have to leave an hour before to drive. So sometimes I'm going to be in my office, and you're going to come in, and I want to be here for you. But if it feels like I'm tucked away, it's like I'm at work. So it's it's sometimes getting them to understand, like, oh, you... Brody liked to ride horses. I go, yeah, okay, well, you know how that happens? Like work. But you're always going to feel guilty. That's what, I swear to God, mom and guilt, like, I don't know, they feel like they should go together. And I don't know if it's, because that is the job. The job is showing up that knowing you'll never get it right. The job is showing up that you feel bad about it because that's where our growth comes in. And it's so uncomfortable. And I don't know if it's ever ending. If you recently heard the episode that we did with Dr. Robert Slovak, which was a groundbreaking episode, record setting, one of our biggest episodes, if you haven't heard it, definitely go back and listen. We were talking all about the importance of clean drinking water, mineralizing, getting the right water sources, which is why I'm so excited to talk about water and wellness is AquaTrue. If you want clean drinking water, which we now know is so important, we've always known it, but more important now than ever. This countertop product is exactly what you need. There's no complicated plumbing. The installation is effortless. All you need to do is just clear a little bit of space on your countertop or your kitchen to get started. And boom, you have a comprehensive water filter that takes out millions of microcontaminants and provides you with purified drinking water at the touch of a button. I really like it because it removes fluoride, lead, nitrates, and other nasty chemicals. So instead of using a ton of plastic water bottles, when they melt, they get all this nasty stuff in them. 
You can just use one thing that sits on your counter. It's super easy. You can start drinking water on your own terms. Just one set of filters replaces 4,500 plastic water bottles. That is wild. Again, like I said, it is so important now to get the right minerals, to get the right water in your system. It is absolutely detrimental to your health if you're drinking poor water or if you're not mineralized the right way. So having something like this, a device in your house, which also is going to make the water in your house cleaner and more effective for your body is a no-brainer. Water and Wellness has some amazing Aqua True bundles for you. You're going to visit waterandwellness.com slash skinny to shop and use code skinny to save even more on top of the already discounted price. That's waterandwellness.com slash skinny. Again, visit waterandwellness.com slash skinny and use code skinny. I don't mean to brag, but every single morning, my daughter asks me for a vitamin. I mean, this can't be normal. I mean, maybe Flintstone vitamins, but these vitamins are actually healthy for you. So typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar. They have unhealthy chemicals and other junk in them. And then they have like gummies sometimes that are just filled with crap. But Haya was created to fix all this. So what it does is it fills in the most common gaps in modern children's diet to provide the full body nourishment our kids need. Zaza is obsessed with all three colors. There's pink, there's yellow, there's green. She picks a different color every single day. In Haya, there's a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables. And then they're also supercharged with like 15 essential vitamins and minerals. So she gets vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, all different kinds of things. Most importantly, they're non-GMO. They're vegan. They're dairy-free. They're allergy-free. They're gelatin-free. They're nut-free. And just everything else you can imagine. This brand really was thoughtful and purposeful about designing vitamins for kids of all ages. Everything's sent straight to my door so I don't have to worry about going to the market and getting your vitamins. It's made with zero sugar and zero junk. You're going to love it. I tried one. They taste delicious. Zaza loves them. And of course, we've worked out a special deal with Haya. So they're going to give you a discount for their best-selling children's vitamin, the one Zaza likes. You receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash skinny. This deal is not available on the regular website. So you're going to go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash skinny and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Enjoy. I would love to know what the tools in your toolbox are that you use every single day. Is it, you know, chlorophyll? Is it, mm. is it, I know it's turmeric. Is like, mm. what are the tools that you, when you're, when you're prepping yourself for a busy day that you're reaching for? Well, first, everything is in sleep. So it starts first, you know, if you guys can get to bed, get to bed, if you can turn off, you know, and I'm guilty of this because the only time I can really unwind or watch mindless entertainment is at night, but sleep is, is really important. And then when I get up, what I'll do is I'll, I'll drink greens first because we're dehydrated. We haven't had anything for eight hours or whatever. So I'll do greens first. Then I do have a coffee. And then as far as like staple vitamins, I would say quercetin is a staple for me, for me. Magnesium is a is a staple. Vitamin D, zinc, and then I will come in and out with like fancy things like you know M and M. I mean M and M uh, and different things that I think could boost either longevity or aging slowly. And 
and things like that. So there's sort of like these fringe things that I'll experiment with. Like if you talk to Huberman, things like that, or David Sinclair. David Sinclair, Huberman. Have you, do you guys do NAD? The IVs? Yeah, but I also will take like true niogen on a okay. regular basis. There's a couple things and I can send it to you guys out there that are, are pretty interesting. But it is, it's, you know, it's an interesting thing where you go, okay, how much of this, because it can get overwhelming. Yeah. Like, well, you know, do I take it now? Do I take it later? Empty stomach, night or morning, but definitely quercetin and D, you know, I think omegas for all of us, especially like right after you give birth will be really important because a lot of women, they'll say, oh, my skin, my hair, and they're just deficient because you're giving out the output so much, especially, you know, with nursing and things like that. I got the, so funny you say that I got the worst postpartum depression and anxiety and I wasn't taking omegas. And I yeah. look back on that and I think that that is such a big reason. Yeah. Well, then she did a blood test recently and just said like, hey, you're really low on omega. So now she's supplementing. Yeah. Omegas. It's, it's really important. Okay. And I, I just say to people like, you have to, you know, it's this, this double-edged sword of like, you're constantly looking at yourself, constantly being accountable and then simultaneously, especially if you're a new mom or what have you, or starting a business and getting your ass or just is having a bit of grace with yourself and, and don't make it too complicated. You know, it's like, yes, I train all the time. Do I make it too complicated? No, I don't. But consistency is key. Do I feel really uncomfortable a couple times a week? Sure, I do. But it doesn't mean you have to suffer through it. And then the food, it's like, you know, th that we all sort of know. I did learn recently or was reminded, there's a woman who wrote a book. If I, I would suggest it for people. I think you can read it and it makes perfect sense. The Glucose Revolution. And what it is, is it's on your plate. It's your fiber first, your greens, then your animal protein and fat second, and then your carbohydrate or sugar last. And the way that this impacts your glucose levels and your insulin is it's pretty dramatic and it is scientific. So that's one easy way to manage those big spikes, which lead to overeating and being tired in the middle of the day and such. So you don't want to, like, so the reverse, if you start with the carbs, it's... It's not good because that gets into your bloodstream first, that glucose, and then you're into the up and down spike, where if you can get the fiber, it almost creates like a netting. So everything gets in slower, and then you put animal protein and fat, and then if you are going to have a carbohydrate. And obviously, if we sit and go to a restaurant, what's the first thing they do? They right. put down the bread basket, yep. which never mind gluten. I'm not getting, I'm not even talking yeah, yeah. about that. I'm talking about... Insulin and glucose. Just the way we're consuming first. That's what we start with. Yep. It's the wrong way. Well, so what is on your plate in the morning? What's a perfect breakfast for you? I'm not a big breakfast person. If I was going to eat breakfast, I would say if you eat animal protein, have an egg and avocado. You know, most people don't want to eat a bunch of vegetables in the morning. It's not great. So that that is a way. I personally eat, a, I drink a coffee loaded with fats and that... So I have the energy from the coffee and the fat for my brain, and that gets me through to lunch. And if I'm not crazy, like super physical or tired or on a certain part of my cycle, I'll roll through to dinner. So I'll get that bigger window during the day. Oh, wow. So are you use, you're obviously using Laird's turmeric creamer, right? Cor correct. I actually like the cacao. Laird does the, the turmeric every day. I, but I will also even add coconut oil and then emulsify that in with the creamer and the espresso shots. So you do espresso, a scoop of the cacao. Maybe two. Maybe two, mm -hmm. and then the coconut oil yep. and your coffee, and that can sometimes hold you over until dinner. So Easily. Is that intermittent fasting? It, it's a version of just giving your digestion a break, but yes. what happens is, see this you know, ghrelin and leptin, these are hormones that we produce that either make us feel satiated or hungry. Right. The problem is if we get these big glucose spikes, then all of a sudden we're tired 
and then we have a tendency to eat more. So if I start my morning with fat and I'm sort of in that cycle, it's a, it's a, just an easier glide where if I eat a muffin, I'm hungry at 11 and then I'm tired and all the stuff starts happening. So if I could just encourage people to play a little game with themselves and experiment, because that's the other side of it. The way you process food is different. So let's say Michael and I ate the same food, fried food, which by the way, doesn't increase your glucose, doesn't mean it's good for you. But if Michael's healthier than I am and we eat it, his glucose levels, he might actually be more negatively impacted by the food because he's healthier. Because huh. my body can't process the Correct. Food. So it's just really important for people to remember we're all the same and we're all different. Okay. But is that why when you get super healthy and like say then you eat fast food, you feel like it like You're destroys. sensitive. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, and that's the other thing. Don't get so precious that you can't you know, eat something and be like, yeah, I'm good. When you put coconut oil for fat in your coffee, is it just one teaspoon or is it like a big keeping scoop? It's a pretty good amount. And if I can find it, actually, certain people would maybe like ghee. I use a whole raw unpasteurized butter. I'll use a little bit of that as well. And when you break, I, I don't want to call it a fast. Yeah. It's just not when fast. I go to eat. When you go to eat, mm -hmm. what are, what's on your plate? Plants and animals. Plants and animals. Yeah, pretty no much. No carbs. I mean, a potato. I mean, I have a sweet potato. Um, plant, yeah. I mean, but it's like real food. You know, th that's the thing is, I, I think people have to look at their stress. If you say to me, okay, Gabby, what are the pillars? It's chronic inflammation. It's, it's your, it's 20% genetics. It's 80% lifestyle. Doesn't matter what your mom or dad looks like, period. Your eyes are blue. Yeah, maybe because of that. However, it's 80% lifestyle. People take this death sentence like, well, my parents fight, have fought their way. It's like, no, you inherited their lifestyle. It's kind of a narrative though, a little bit. But I can understand it because it's confusing. The world, we've made it so confusing because we have so many, so much information. So chronic inflammation, how do we get out of that? Okay, gut health. Everyone goes gut, gut. It's very true. Got to get your microbiome dialed because that's how you absorb things. That's how you react to things, your sleep, so many things. Now, if you take a bunch of aspirin every day or Advil, all these things, guess what? you are destroying your microbiome. So people have I to- I don't take aspirin that much anymore. No, it's just not worth it. Yeah. It's like, and why? Why are you taking aspirin? For what? I don't know if you've ever met Dr. Daryl Joffrey. He's a gut specialist. He came on, he did all like my microbiome tests okay. and checked all the stool and everything. And uh -huh. So like that's, because I did my blood <laughs> Thank test. Thank you for letting us well, know. Well, I got to tell you this. No, yeah. I did all my blood tests and they came back great because I've been taking care of myself. But then yeah. he's like, oh, let's check your gut just to be sure. Mm -hmm. And there's issues there that I would have never found if I just did a blood test. So now I'm like yeah. very focused on healing yeah. the gut. Yeah, I feel so better. Yeah. I would encourage people like, so whatever's in your lifestyle and, and, and that means like, we can't control every relationship, but there's something to be said for every chance you have the opportunity to not engage in things that always upset you. Like, is it a friendship? Even if it's a family member, you have the right to say, this isn't working for me. So either make it work or say, I can't see you. I'm here if you need me, but I, I just, I can't do this, right? So chronic inflammation, your gut, stress, and then moving and eating and sleep. I mean, it's not that hard. And if people are out there, you know, banging a bunch of alcohol a couple times a week, you're going to pay. I mean, it's just the way it is. And nobody, and it's completely like, everyone's like, what's the big deal? And I'm like, it, yes, but it's all the time. It's compounding. Correct. How do you move? What are your pillars with movement? Do you, is strength training? Is it yeah. pool? What's what's your go tos? It, it's it is it's 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 hit. It's being on land. Women need to not worry and avoid lifting weights. We need that. That muscle tissue will burn more calories for you in the long run than like going nuts on a stairmaster. So I'd like to encourage women to 
time under tension, lift some weights. It's why I, uh, the weight gain has been so different. I implemented weights. It's li- li- really? with this pregnancy. It's completely different weight gain because and, and of the, the weight. The mood's a little more balanced. Oh, wait, hey, oh, hey. And yeah. you know what's funny is it's harder actually because you have a you have a small child running around. Yeah. Because the first time it's like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to lay down. Yeah. No, you're not going to lay and down. Now you no. don't do that. No, you're not so going to do anything. You're could, not going to ever have silence in your life again. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> I, it, to, I try to go to the bathroom and lock the door and she's still. Oh, no, the there's bed. nothing worse. And then how about this? They come in there and you're going to the bathroom. Let's say you're a human and you're actually using the bathroom. And then they're like two or three and they're like, it smells. You're like, yeah, no shit. Thanks. <laughs> a lot like get out so i was i mean it's you don't just, need to be critiqued with yeah, judge and jury <laughs> seriously but i will say this to you guys if you're laying in your bed and you know when she, when a, a kid comes running you know that patter that listen to that patter because as they get older they don't do that quite that much and oh, it is heartbreaking it, he's gonna cry no yeah. no but it's magical he's crying and yeah, i'm gonna cry now it, it, yeah. no it's it's just to be to be cherished. It isn't when yep. the time goes on to something else, there'll be something else to cherish. But that little running, those little footsteps, people go, oh, what sound? I'm like, that is one of the sounds of life. And it doesn't mean everyone should have kids. I'm saying if you have a kid because you're sleep deprived and all these other things, listen to that that little patter going across. Someone told me when you're mad at your toddler because they're throwing a tantrum, mm-hmm. look at their little hands. Oh, yeah. And that's what I've been doing. I've been looking at her little yeah. hands. I, she threw a tantrum the other day. I just looked at her hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. How about, or you just go, can you do that louder? Oh. That's awesome. Can you get louder? That's amazing. Could you, do you think you could cry louder? And they try. And I have another friend who just does the same thing as they do. Oh. And then the kid's like, what's the oh, hell is going you, on? You try that. I discovered a new thing Yeah, yesterday. this is okay. a good, tri- this well, is a good tip. Well, I she was it. throwing a huge tantrum and then I just was like... T- engaging person then i went over to her coloring book and just started coloring on my own just but like didn't invite her yeah yeah just started, oh, like drawing that, that nipped it right in and the then she came over that's how you know she's my then daughter she started, then she started coloring with she's, me she, he you ignored know. her and he let her come to him the, the way you know your yeah. dad says how no, to get was, a girl I didn't, I didn't treat just her like, like train a cat well i didn't cold shoulder her you know like, like, like you want attention. the cat I just said, okay, yeah, I get it. Right. You do this. I'm going to go over yeah. here and do this. And then, and then yeah. she just kind of leaned in. And then she's yeah. like, oh, I got to do that too. Okay, so you you do strength training. You have to go back to what you do. How many days a week? I try about three days a week to lift weights out of the water, but I am using weights in the water. I actually have a torn labrum right now, so I've been working around it in my hip. And then I sauna maybe three, four days a week. And, you know, I don't have that much time to train. And then I control a lot of it through my perspective, my attitude, what time I go to bed and what I shove in my mouth. So you don't work out every single day. Uh, no, I, and rest is very important. So I'd say if you went really hard for five days and then like I'll do, um, have you guys seen uh, Knees Over Toes? Have you seen Ben? Yeah, I, uh, I, I've been watching a lot of his stuff a lot more lately. Right, so I've been walking more backwards. So I'll go, let's say on a Sunday morning, I might go walk a couple miles backwards, but now Laird, of course, being Laird, you oh know, God. now we're carrying kettlebells. Yeah. No, we're carrying kettlebells. I kettle wouldn't be bells. surprised if you like, said Laird's walking. Laird's doing handstands no. backwards. <laughs> no, it's really good though. It'd be interesting to know how that would make your hips feel okay. if you walk and your pelvis right now, just a little, not fa- not far, not just far. a little bit, and to see walk how, backwards. Yeah, I think it'd be. I'm going to show you the videos on it. It's like these I little tiny I movements. I think I actually might have seen it on your social media. Something. Yeah, it's great. Maybe like a, a podcast clip or something. Yeah, is he's really good. So and I think he's really onto something. And so just incorporate that and go into a big open space. I go to 
Zuma Beach, which is big and open. And so you can walk backwards. I have a really quick question to ask you guys, because I know we're probably on time. But what has surprised you individually and then maybe as a team just about becoming parents? Something that's maybe a con is I can't believe how guilty you feel. I can't believe how guilty you feel. Oh, you're a good mom. Good. No, I just feel like I put such an emphasis on my time. And then it's like you also have to put such an emphasis on if you're doing it right or wrong. And there's no there's no like right answer or wrong. Everybody everybody yeah. says this and it's cliche to say, but I think I honestly, everybody's like, oh, you don't really start to live until you have children. And I honestly like believe a lot. Like you, I don't think it's like you don't live, but it's such an immediate perspective shift of what's actually important in life. And all the things that you think are important before you have children kind of go by the wayside. Like all the things that I put either value on, or I'm like, oh, this is the most important thing, or I got to really pay attention to this. A lot of that now is like second, third, fourth. Mm-hmm. And even it's helped me in business because you'll get all these guys in here and they're raw rowing or and girls about whatever this deal or this opportunity, but it's always now measured against like, okay, like I care about my wife, my kids' health, mm-hmm. like all that. And if that went away, then like all the other stuff doesn't matter anyway. Doesn't matter. I also yeah. think it's really fucking cool to see a mixture, and maybe this is narcissistic, mm-hmm. of to see like the traits mixed together. Genetics is a far out thing. It's wild. But it's, it's still wild. 20% people, 20%. 20%. Now, having said that, having said that, as a parent, I will say, we think that we, I think you expose them and you model, be good models. But if we really think how much we're really impacting them, I think they have a path. And so there's conversely this other side, which is like genetics is powerful. But I think these humans come in with sort of a path and a road that as parents should give us comfort a little bit and knowing like that you just want them to get in touch with their purpose. That's what you want. Yeah, it's interesting because you talk to children who their parents let their let them flourish or that tried to dull it. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's like I think the, the yes, but also there's a we come in. I think we actually fuck up that process because we try to put our idea of what success or a good life is onto them, yes. and it may not be their path. More and more people have been talking about that lately. I think so. And because also even think about this, let's say Andre Agassi, he goes to the US Open, he wins the US Open. If you read his book, Miserable the Whole Time, is that success, right? But as the parent, if you were the coach, you were successful. But as the parent, that's a fail. Right. You should have him on your podcast. I would love to What's hear you What's he up to talk. lately, I wonder? He's, I mean, talk. the guy's like the baddest ass wife on the planet. Yeah, Steffi Graf. I mean, come on. Can you interview him or both of them? That would be I think she's a... a relu- I, you know, I interviewed her years ago. I used to write for a magazine. And the whole time she was just like, I could see like, it was like, this is a woman who is so magnificent to watch, does not have, want to be in the public eye. I get it. Listen, when you're just working towards your passion and then you have to do all this... By the way, Laird feel like this is him like when he just wants to surf the big waves and yeah. he doesn't want to go over spreadsheets no this this is why i say to you i don't want to be on conference calls all week that's not what i was built for so i squeeze them all in on well, wednesday and want to kill myself all of wednesday it's just not some people just aren't made lauren, to... lauren does this thing where she goes i don't want to do this michael loves doing this no i I don't like doing it either i just have to do it you just do it better yeah, yeah. i, I, I want to be like steffi graf i just want to she's yeah i want to be like i want to be like steffi just, graf i want to surf my big waves and like have fun and like you know just squeeze all my conference calls well listen we we should have done this sooner 
Well, I really I'm, I admire the two of you individually you. and the fact Thank that you. you get it done also together. You're a great example. And congratulations, smooth sailing. I hope it's smooth sailing. Oh, it's incredible. I'm going to put the frequency vibration. It's smooth sailing. It is smooth yeah, sailing. Thank you for that very smooth delivery. Yeah, thank you for the smooth delivery. Yeah. And and for anyone listening, I just, you know, I, I just want to, oh, my whole thing is I'm just a cheerleader for we really need to take care of ourselves. And, and unfortunately, nobody can do it for us but us. And that, and however it works, it's not one, one size fits all, but you have to get involved. You're a beautiful example to men and women, really. You, I, I think it's so attractive the way that you are, the boundaries that you have. You can come back anytime. I could have asked you six million other questions. I guess I'll just go listen to more of your podcast. Where can everyone find you? Pimp yourself out your Instagram. Oh, no. I mean, just all your Gabby things. Reese. Just and do you want to do a code? The podcast. And what if someone wants to buy the cacao and the turmeric? It's Gabby, G-A-B-B-Y 22 or 2022. And they'll get a big savings at LairdSuperfood.com. Okay. And yeah. if you were to start with one, would you recommend the cacao? Original. Original. Or, or if you're busy and you're on the road, InstaFuel, because all you do is add hot water and it's the coffee and creamer together and it's organic and vegan and all that. And I'm going to get my raw unpasteurized butter after I'm pregnant. At Air One, you can get it. At Air here. One and put my coconut oil in yeah. fast. No, you'll or go. Not fast, no, well, but just... after you're done nursing. After, okay. Just, don't, just let it be. Let it be. <sighs> Surrender. How old are you? Can I ask? 35. Okay, so I'm 52. So you, you like, look 52. but I'm just trying to remind you, like, there's always, there'll be time. You're I doing know. this now. I know. I know. That's, you know what I told Michael, though? And it went, it, when someone says, oh, you're almost there, or, like, you just have to get through nursing, mm -hmm. it feels like you're on a treadmill. And it, they're like, you have to be on the treadmill for a month. And then two minutes in, he's like, you're almost there. And I'm like, no, no, no. I still have, yeah. That's how it feels. Take it in. Take it in. And just Surrender. always have the confidence. You'll get back to whatever size you want to get back to. Don't worry about that. I guarantee you, if you look back at our first podcast we did with you, we had the same conversation. So I need did to we? learn. Yeah. Michael seems you. a little more serious this round, though. Oh. No. I'm, <laughs> just, I'm, just, I'm just scared of saying the wrong thing to her when she starts going into how she feels about the pregnancy thing. Because I'm like, okay, I got to be careful. You know, I don't want to say you're almost there, but I also want to be supportive. You know. Yeah. I think less is more. And yeah. I think I told you this. Always treat your partner just like your girlfriend. Cause she's already somebody mom and somebody, and then she's going to be a new mom. Just, just do the girlfriend thing because I hate when, I mean, I'm sorry, I should, that's a little strong, but if guys are like, does mommy want a snack? It's like, I'm not your mommy. I'm your babe. And just love me and say, Hey, you want to take a shower to hold the baby. So for guys out there, if you have a new. That's I've mind. thought about that advice a lot. I treat yeah. you like my girlfriend. The number one yeah. thing I can tell a man is based what you just said. Treat, treat your wife like a I girlfriend. I never call you mommy. A girlfriend. Oh. I never uh, do that. But you, uh, you know that women always want to yeah. feel desired. That's, That's it. the main thing. No, yeah. If you can unlock that, yeah. all the guys out there, we always want to feel desired. That's it. When you get too comfortable and I'm feeling like an old couch that you've had <laughs> since high yeah. school, I'm going to fuck you up. No, it's true. Because yeah. we, yeah, we don't, nobody likes to be taken for granted. But conversely, women also need to be complimentary to their men and also be like, you know what? I you're really smart. Thank yeah, you. Taylor, turn this you part have up. a big, big, big personality. Yeah, Thank you. Big, huge. Huge, huge personality. I can, can barely contain in the room. <laughs> <laughs> thank Gabby, you, Gabby, thank you for Thanks, coming you on. Congratulations again. Go listen to her podcast, you guys. 
Do you want to win a copy of Gabby's book? My foot is too big for the glass slipper. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest post at Lauren Bostick and make sure you're following Gabby Reese on Instagram. Another little hot tip. I would definitely listen to episode 242 if you like this episode one of my favorites and she just really tells it how it is. Hope you guys loved this episode with Gabby and I will see you next time. I have a big confession to make and it's not the first time, Lauren. I'm sorry that I've done this. I steal our children's food hmm. and I eat it. And one of my favorite things to steal is the That's It fruit bar. Listen, these things are are so damn good. Two ingredients, nothing else. When I get hungry, when I get hypoglycemic and I go into that pantry and I'm thinking, okay, I need to eat something healthy, but I don't want to overdo it. I grab a That's It bar. And I know they're for Zaza and I know that's why he got them and she loves them, but I love them too. And I take them. He steals them from my purse. <laughs> he steals them from my diaper bag. He steals them from the stroller. Towns is going to love them too. Zaza's hungry sometimes and crying, but if I'm hungry, I need to take care of numero uno, right? So I sometimes take hers too. Yeah. We've gotten in so many fights because he's been hungry, but now the That's It mini fruit bars save me from fights. They save me from divorce. Here's the thing. All joking aside, you want to feed your children healthy foods, or at least I think everybody does, which is why I like this product so much. It's only two ingredients, right? It's all real fruit. Most of these fruit snacks that you see in the grocery stores that people give their kids, they have all these kind of nasty chemicals and additives and all these things that you really don't need. These products aren't made from juices or concentrates. They don't even have any added sugars. It's literally that's it. It's that's it. Just fruit, which is why these things are incredible to have in the pantry. Also, we've talked about the apple crunches. Literally everything they have is incredible. Trust us. You won't be sorry. If you want to try these fruit snacks for yourself, that's it is giving TSC listeners an exclusive discount. Just go to that's it fruit.com and use code skinny to get 25% off your order. That's it is giving TSC listeners an exclusive discount. Just go to that's it fruit.com and use code skinny to get 25% off your order. Code skinny.